This is the DGen Football Podcast. I'm your host, Darius, and with me, as always, my two great friends, Mitch and Bean. Great to be here with you guys. Uh, we took a week off last week. Well, not really. In week 11, uh, we recorded our episode, and unfortunately, the audio was crap when we played it back. Um, pretty much unsalvageable. We didn't have a chance to re-record, and therefore, we didn't put out an episode. Um, and with this week being Thanksgiving, things are a little bit off schedule, but we are still here with you uh, to give you some good content. Uh, so right now, as we are recording, it is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thankful for you all. Um, but yeah, we've got three games, well, two games that already happened and one that is just starting right now. We've got primetime Kirk Cousins, who just threw a touchdown pass. So uh, is he breaking the curse? Maybe we'll chat about it. Um, so we're not going to look back to week 11 this week because week 12 is already here. However, we have some great week 12 betting picks for you. Um, we're going to kick it off with our locks of the week. Then we're going to go to our long shot bets, all of our bets that are plus 200 odds or higher. We're going to give our overs. We're going to give our unders. And then since We've got our Thanksgiving games this week. Instead of our TNF preview, it's going to be an MNF preview. Uh, Monday Night Football, we're going to give you our picks for that. And then we're going to wrap it up with our games of the week and just kind of briefly talk about any other games we miss. Um, so again, a non-traditional episode, but it is Thanksgiving week. We've been dealing with some technical difficulties. So let's kick it off with week 12. I think we got a really good slate this week. Uh, so Bean... Hi, how are you? And who is your lock of the week? Well, Darius, first of all, I mean, I'm thankful for you guys. Thankful for the fact that we get to do this um, nearly every week. It's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, we have football on. Um, this Sunday is going to be really jam-packed. And my lock of the week is, this is an interesting one. I did I did go around the, the spreads a little bit, but... Tennessee plus two and a half. And I'll explain my logic behind it. Um, the Bengals uh, last week, you know, came up a high scoring game against uh, the Steelers. Um, ended up winning only by seven. And they gave up a lot of points to that to that defense. I know the Steelers have a decent defense. But um, just the way the Tennessee Titans went into the Green Bay and, and, and just absolutely like... It was Ryan Tannehill's best game of the season. Um so I think I think they should be should be able to cover two and a half, and the way Derrick Henry is doing Derrick Henry things right now. Um, so I think I think it will be a close game. Um, it was a low scoring game as well. The uh, was it the divisional round last year? Um, so yeah, Tennessee plus two and a half. I don't hate it. I don't know. That's how I thought about it at first. I was like, I'm, I'm not sure whether they'll be able to cover that. But I think the Titans are like playing sneaky good football right now. I think they're not they're not putting up flashy numbers like um, the Cowboys did against the Vikings or anything like that. But 
They're playing some solid football. And Derrick Henry's throwing touchdown passes. So I mean I mean that's if that's a sign and their their defense is playing super well. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I think this could definitely be a low scoring game. Wouldn't surprise me at all if the Titans keep it very close. Oh, Titans win this game. Yeah, Bean. I uh I don't know how I feel about the pick. Um because last year the Bengals won nineteen to sixteen, which would not be a two and a half point cover. Um, True. So I do like the Titans to keep it close. However, the two and a half points makes me nervous. Um, but the the Titans are at home, which I think gives them an advantage. And like you said, the Bengals defense gave up thirty points to a Steelers offense that has been absolutely horrendous this season. Um. So I can't imagine what the Titans, who actually have a decent running game, are going to do to them. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm adding it to the lock of the week parlay. Uh, as we always do, I believe we have... So we we were 0 for 5 to start the season. And then we evened out the lock of the week parlay with a hit in week 6. And then we've been 0 for 5 cents. So if we're statistically speaking, it is bound to hit this week. It, it has to. It has to. There's no way it doesn't. Yeah, the, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> so Tennessee plus 2.5. I, I really do like it. It's a big revenge game for them. Um, but Mitch, who do you have as your lock of the week this week? Uh, well... For once last week, I wasn't the problem with the lock of the week. Mine ended up hitting. So we're going to keep that train rolling with the Ravens. Mine against the Jaguars. Uh, to me, yeah. the Ravens are clearly the better team in this game. They've won each of their paths. More than that, you know, they've been kind of rolling. I mean, last week they didn't have the greatest against the Panthers, but. Um, We'll just chalk that one up to something weird going on in the the, the mode of juju. The and, weather was uh, weird. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. It's just the entire – I don't know. Last week was a very strange week across all of the NFL and college football. So, uh, world. Yeah, I like that pick a lot, and I almost made that my lock of the week. The three and a half made me a little bit nervous, but, I mean, the Ra- the Ravens are the, the current – I believe still the current leaders of the AFC North. Um, they're a serious playoff contender. And if they're a serious playoff contender, they should blow out the Jacksonville Jaguars, like beat them by at least a touchdown. Um, so I do really like that pick. Yeah, I agree as well. All right, Darius, round us out. All right. Um, I had a different pick. It was a very non-traditional pick. Um. But I'm going back on myself because of some news that came out, I believe, yesterday. I am taking, and I hate it. I really hate it. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins minus 14 at home against the Houston Texans. I never bet on teams that are multiple score favorites in the NFL. um, Because at the end of the day, they're all paid athletes that are the best in their sport. But the Houston Texans just benched uh, Davis Mills, who I thought was the best quarterback on that roster to give them a a standing chance. 
And this week they're putting in Kyle Allen out of nowhere as their starting quarterback who went five and 11 is a Panthers starter in 2019. Hasn't really done much since he's coming off cold off the bench. The dolphins are a rolling team Two is healthy. The Houston defense can't keep up with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I just, I don't see how this is less than a 20 point game. Yeah, Darius. I think I, I was looking at that at first. I was thinking of taking the Texans plus 14. And then I saw, and then I realized, like, you know, it's not going to be Davis Mills. And I don't know why the Texans would want to even change their quarterback. I think, as you said, Davis Mills was doing okay. I mean, he, he was, they were building a rhythm, they were getting somewhere. Um, and when Brandon Cooks is your, like, main target, you, you, you're you not dealing with much there. Um, washed up Brandon Cooks, let me say that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know how – I don't know how um, the Texans are going to put up points on Sunday. So, I, I, I mean, I don't hate it. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I really I, – I don't think the Texans are going to put up very many points. Damian Pierce is awesome, but he can't do it all alone. Again, like you said, I don't think Davis Mills was the problem. I think it was the receivers that, like, he just genuinely doesn't really have anybody to throw to. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. The Houston Texans are just a really big rebuilding team. The Dolphins are a serious contender right now. And that's why I think that they'll win by more than 14. Or at the very least, push. I think I got to agree. I was looking at this pick, and then I got scared off by what happened to the Bills today. Um, you know, but the Lions are a serious favorite. team. Like they, they're they not, are. They're not great, right. but they have good talent on their team. Like, name me five players on the Houston Texans offense. Like, I don't even think I could do that. I don't think I can name you one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that that rounds out our lock of the week parlay. We've got Miami minus fourteen. We've got the Titans plus two and a half. And then remind me of the other pick. Uh, Raven and a half. Ravens minus three and a half. That was the line. All right. We're going to lock that in and we're going to win some money this week. So I know it's a non-traditional episode. I know we're putting it out late in the week. But if you're going to ride with us, we went 0 for 5 to start and then hit. We went 0 for 5 again. It's time to hit again. So here we go. Let's ride. Um, but speaking of riding, we've we've got some long shot bets that we have to hit. Um, bets that have to be at least plus 200 odds or higher. It's our week 12 long shot bets. Mitch, I'm going to kick it over to you first. What do you like for plus 200 odds or higher? Well, guys, all through the odds, I bet one line at plus 200 stuck out immediately. And you probably thought of my name. And that is the Bears over the Jets money line at plus two hundred. The Jets are in turmoil right now. Um, I think everything is going all crazy. I love the move that they're making by switching up quarterbacks. I'm actually kind of scared that that might make them play better, and the Jets might come out and beat the Bears by forty. Um, Justin Fields, of course, is dealing with his. Who knows how serious that really is? the bears at plus 200 i have to take it it's my moral duty so that's what we're rolling with yeah mitch i'm not gonna lie that was my long shot as well i saw it immediately and i was like okay i gotta take this it's it's way too obvious okay 
Um, and but but you know, I agree with what you said. It was like Mike White. Remember that electric game he had last year? Four touchdowns and three interceptions, uh, throwing for over three hundred yards or something. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know what, which Mike White's going to show up. Um, and as you said, I think the Justin Fields injury is to his non-throwing arm. Um, at, but he has, I believe, torn ligaments in his left shoulder. So I don't know how that's going to affect the way he runs and stuff like that. Um, but I'm hoping he's able to go for the sake of fantasy. Not this week because I started Dak Prescott, but next week. Um, and, and you know, I agree. I, I, th- that was my long shot as well. Guys, we're 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 destined to lose. <laughs> the Bears money line was also my long shot of the week. <laughs> oh my god. Um Yeah, I just as soon as I saw that Zach Wilson was benched and that Mike White was playing, the line didn't change at all. Um I mean maybe a half point here or there, but um again with Justin Fields probably playing, um I know everybody's focusing on the one game Mike White had that was electric last year, but if you remember the other game, did he play one or two other games last year? But they were absolutely horrendous. I know the Bears' defense is bad, but uh, like, there's just not much to look forward to um, when it comes to the Jets' offense right now. I think Zach Wilson is the future of that franchise still. And uh, I think Mike Mike White is his electricity is gone at this point. I think Justin Fields is going to completely outplay him. The Jets are going to make a huge mistake, and I think this is going to cost them their shot at the playoffs. Oh, boys! I think that's like the first time we've had the same long shot or lock or any bet. In fact, yeah, so... none of us have ever ever like. For a long shot bet, I don't think two of us have ever shared the pick, let alone three of us, which means it's absolutely not going to hit. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm still going to bet it. Uh, cool. Well, that's a long shot bets. Let's see if we can switch it up a little bit here with our overs. Uh, so, Bean, let's jump right back to you. What over do you like this week? All right, so I looked a little bit, and I think I mentioned to you guys before we got recording i was like you know i I didn't like many of the overs but then there were like one or two that really stuck out and one of them was um the browns against the buccaneers 42 i mean i i know the um the buccaneers have struggled to put up points but the browns have struggled to keep um opposing offenses quiet um the bills put up 31 points previously i know they're the bills but it seems like the Browns engage in like really high, sort of high offensive games. So I mean, forty-two was like pretty reasonable compared to the forty-eights and forty-nines I saw in the other games. So I think this might be in with a good shot for the over. This game is either going to be like a thirteen to ten final, or and uh, like thirty-five to thirty. So yeah. I, I don't hate the pick, especially with the Browns running game and Tom Brady seems to be heating up and I'm starting him this week in fantasy just for the simple fact that Kirk Cousins was playing in prime time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for that over there. I, I really, I don't hate it. I don't love it. The Browns defense isn't great. So we'll see. 
Mitch, uh, who's your pick? Uh, well, my pick is an interesting one. And the reason that if I don't bet on this game, it will be the most putrid game in the world to watch. That is Broncos Panthers over 36. Anytime Oof. you see a line that low, you better bet on it because I feel like I've seen baseball games with that much points scored. <laughs> um, well, well, not to jump ahead here, but Broncos Panthers is my under of the week. Um, 36 points is just putrid. Like, I think that that's got to be the lowest over under of the year so far, but these two offenses are putting up an average of 32 points per game combined. And the Broncos defense is really good, which to me says it's going to be a low scoring ground and pound grinded out kind of game. Um, I think it's going to be right around that 36 total, but I just, I don't see how, how more than 36 points are scored in this game. Yeah, bitch, you either got this like spot on or like dead wrong. Cause like the last week, the Panthers put up three points against the the Ravens defense. And uh, Darius, as you mentioned, the, the Broncos defense is like equally, if not better than the Ravens defense this year, albeit after losing Bradley Chubb. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't know how the Panthers are going to generate that offense. Maybe Sam Darnold starting again might, might sort of spark something. Um, They've had their offensive troubles, but Deontay Foreman is probably their best bet of getting points in this game. So, Mitch, you're probably writing on that. Oh, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, well, jumping back to the overs, I'll round it out. Uh, Mitch, I think I'm going against you here this week. I don't know if you took it as your under, but I know you'd mentioned it as a low-scoring game. Uh, I'm going Bengals-Titans over 43 and a half. Uh, the only reason is that the Bengals games have gone over 43 and a half in their past five games straight. Um, their offense is really good. Their defense is mediocre. The Titans offense is good. I like, I bet on the Steelers Bengals under last week and both teams almost put up enough points to cover the over themselves. They put up 67 combined. So I think the Bengals and Titans can put up over 43 and a half points this week. Any thoughts yeah. from you, Mitch? Is that did I did I hit it on the head? Is that your under this week? Uh that was not my under this week, actually. I was really thinking about it, but I think every point that you just came up with was pretty valid. And that's part of the reason why I didn't pick on this game because I wasn't sure. It- um, my under for the week ended up in the Texans at under 47 blatantly for the fact that I don't think the Texans can score. So that means the <laughs> Dolphins would have to put up seven touchdowns and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, it just doesn't happen in NFL games very much. Uh, so yeah, under 47. Well, the- I mean, I think you have a valid point because I got burned last week for, I took the, the Vikings Cowboys over and the Viking or sorry, the Cowboys put up 40 points. So you think, oh, obviously the overhit. Wrong. <laughs> so uh yeah, I couldn't even get a garbage time out. Garbage time touchdown out of the Vikings. So I like I like your point there, Mitch. Yeah, and for the sake of both of you guys, this game should end Miami 21, Texans nothing. 
because that'll hit the uh, minus 14 as well as the under. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, who is your under bean? Uh, so I went for something different. I, I was looking at some of the unders here. Like, obviously, the Carolina and Denver game was, like, um, obvious, as was Washington-Atlanta. Um, but I went for the Seahawks against the, the Raiders. Over-under was at 48. Um, I know the Seahawks are coming off of their bye week after the Munder game. Um, but the Raiders just cannot put up points. They put up 22, I think, against um, the Broncos in the overtime win. But it took them to overtime to put up 22. Um, I, I think that was that game was an outlier for the Raiders. Um, they had to beat the terrible Broncos. But the Seahawks actually... I, th- I think the Seahawks are better game managers than the Broncos this year. Um, so this will probably be a game where it's Kenneth Walker against Josh Jacobs. I don't see how they hit 48 points. Hey, I'm cool with that. Josh Jacobs is on my fantasy team. So let let the two running backs score. I'm cool exactly. with that. Exactly. I have Walker, so it's like it don't work out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, the Seahawks have had – a week to plan for the Raiders. The Raiders have been struggling to put up points as it is. Um, no, I, I like it. I like it. You 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 make Geno Smith be a game manager in this case, um, and you shut down Derek Carr, and you make it be a low – because I think that gives the Seahawks the best chance to win is keeping it low scoring and then just winning by a score at the end. Yeah, and what's interesting is that – in all these games where the the Raiders have ended up losing by one score, Devontae Adams has had like had a touchdown. He's had like hundred plus yards. So they're having production. It's just the red zone offense is kind of trash. So I I, I don't think that trend's gonna change. So yeah. I mean, Agreed. Agreed. Cool. Either of you guys any more comments on the Sunday games? Um, no, not really. I think it's a, it's an interesting slate. I think it's a kind of tough one to bet on, um, across the board and in a lot of cases, but there'll be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. The 15 and a half, like Kansas city Rams one was something I was looking at, but the Jaguars went to Kansas city and lost only by 10. So I'm like a little suspicious of that one because of how good the Rams defense is. Okay. But I, I like to think that the Jaguars are better than the Rams without Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. So True. I yeah. I think I'm going to bet on the Chiefs to cover the spread in that game. Again, I hate picking two-score spreads in the NFL. <laughs> but, uh, like, who is it? Wofford or whatever his name is? No, like, it's going to be Bryce Perkins. Oh, oh, that's right. Bryce per- Like, are you kidding me? Like, there's <laughs> no chance Bryce Perkins keeps up with Patrick Mahomes. And and I really hope, I like, for the sake of watching the game, I hope that he does. But, like, there's just no chance. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, give me the Chiefs minus 15 and a half. I'll be betting on that, too, outside of the lock of the week parlay. Uh, anyway, let's let's move on to Monday Night Football. I hate, I hate that my Steelers are in this game. Um... Against the Colts, who are hot with Jeff Saturday. And, and because of that, the Steelers are two and a half point dogs. The over under is 39. Uh, Mitch, I'll kick it to you first. Um, what do you think of this game? And what is your betting pick to round out our picks of the week? Well, 
to me, it's kind of an ugly game. I think this is the the comeback to reality moment for the Colts. They kind of got that new coach, you know, inspiration and vibes going on with Jeff Saturday. I think that's kind of now worn off. They're now back to being just a regular football team. Um, if I was betting on the spread in this game, I would probably pick the Steelers, if I'm being honest with you. Is going to be the over at 39. Um it's just another one of those. It's such a low over. I need both teams to get me, you know, three touchdowns on average, which I think is very, very possible. Um, I know the Steelers have a, a relatively good defense, which gives me a little bit of a pause. But, you know, I, I think we could be in for a really interesting, if not great football on Monday night. It'll be an interesting game. Mitch, I'm going to follow you up, being not to cut you off, but... uh. I do, as a Steelers fan, like, this is a game that I really hope we can win. Like, if we can't win this game, there's some deeper issues going on. Mike Tomlin, who is one of the greatest coaches in the NFL right now, going up against Jeff Saturday, that alone should lead to a win for the Steelers. Um, Not to mention that the Colts' O-line is terrible, and the Steelers' D-line should get all over Matt Ryan. Um, so I, I, I hate to say it, but I really do love the Steelers in this game. But I'm not picking that because I can't pick my own team. Mitch, I'm actually going against you. I'm taking the under 39 uh, because these two teams average a combined 33 points per game. Uh, I think the Colts are going to come out trying to run the ball a lot because Matt Ryan is going to be at risk to get sacked so much. Um, and I think the Steelers, like their offense has been showing better signs i still just don't think that they can put up more than like 21 24 points so i just i like to think that this will be like a 24 to 10 final or something or actually if i'm being realistic that was not realistic i'm sorry it'll probably be like a 17 17 to 10 final is probably what this game is going to be i like it and to be completely honest what are they? Overs slash unders we've disagreed on. I've kind of liked it the other way, but I decided I had to fade myself. So <laughs> True. Which which scares me because you always do well betting when you fade yourself. So, right. yes. um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Bean, your, your Monday night football pick? Yeah, so I agree with both of you, what you both said. But I think I think this is the game that the, the Jeff Saturday bubble bursts. You know, the first game was the Raiders. And, you know, if you asked me, like, before the game, I would have said, yes, the Raiders are favorites. They should beat the Colts. Um, but the the Colts, you know, put Matty Ice back in quarterback. And, and it worked. It worked in that game. Uh, you have to give him credit for that. In the Colts game, uh, sorry, in, in the Eagles game, I think the Eagles tried their best to lose. Um, and I know I sound, like, pretty cynical when I talk about the Colts right now, but... I, I think that the bubble's gonna burst against the Steelers. So I have the Steelers money line as my Monday night bet. Um and, and you know, I, I saw some good things from the Steelers offensively last week against the, the Bengals. Um and this Colts offense cannot put up thirty seven points. So if if this if the Steelers not to mention, um as you mentioned you mentioned Mike Tomlin, he's he's not had a losing season, right, in his career. Correct. Never. Yeah. So and, and it's and it's looking like this might be the first one. Yeah, it's three and seven. So 
this this is this Colts team is like one of the first chances to like redeem themselves or keep that hope alive and maybe go on a run towards the end of the stretch. Um, so I think I think the Colts are going to get beaten. Yeah, Bean. I mean, I'm biased, so I like the pick. <laughs> um, and again, I would make that pick, and I might even bet on that. But I just I can't do that. I just can't. <laughs> um, yeah. but no, like to me, it just makes sense that the Steelers win this game. Like you said, Mike Tomlin doesn't lose. Um, the Steelers' beginning of the season before the bye week was really really tough. And they're on their easier part of the stretch. And so I think they can string a couple wins together. I don't know if they'll turn it into a winning season, but like to keep yourself from becoming a label, just a bad franchise, like you got to win this one, right? Yep. Yeah. I feel like if the Steelers get to seven wins this year, it's a relatively successful season for them trying to break in a, you know, a crazy quarterback situation your best defensive player gets hurt you know right at the beginning of the year kind of the wheels just fell off so uh, yeah but saying that, sure. i really want to know it's not up yet whatever tj watts sack total is and if it is uh at one and a half i would take the over i i don't think it's up yet because it's, it's only thursday I, I just looked but um, just knowing from usually checking the different spreads and whatnot, um, it's usually like for him to get one sack is usually around a little under even money. So like minus one twenty or so. Um, so you probably still get decent odds on him having two sacks, but yeah, against this Colson line, <laughs> watch out actually. If you're really looking for a bet, and I, once this, the line comes out, I might change my pick to this. So I guess for the sake of the, the listeners, I'm going to keep my bet as under 39. But I think just for everybody to know, if Alex Highsmith, if his sack total is even money or better, I'm going to take that. Because TJ Watt gets so much attention that when he plays in the game, Alex Highsmith always gets sacks. So I really like him to get a sack this week against the Colts' poor offensive line. I love it. Yeah, Darius. Yeah, last year, I mean, you could have said the same thing about, like, Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller, and Vaughn Miller being that dangerous because Aaron Donald was normally, like, double-teamed. True. True that. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Um, I know it's Thanksgiving, guys, so – Again, thanks for for taking time away from the families and and everything like that. And listeners, thank you for for listening, uh, especially as we've been putting out episodes weirdly uh, over the past couple weeks just because of a variety of issues. But let's wrap it up with our games of the week, and then we'll get some rest. We'll watch some football on Sunday, and we'll come back next Tuesday to record, have the episode out next Wednesday. And we'll be back on the schedule. So, Bean, let's go to you first. What's your game of the week this week? Well, um, as we've all like alluded to it, there have been some interesting games. But I think one game we haven't talked about yet: the 49ers against the Saints. I don't know what to think of the think of, think of the Saints right now because you know they're they're very interesting. I mean, they obviously beat the uh, 
the Rams. I mean, Matt, Matt Stafford was injured in that game. Um, and, and obviously there was no Cooper Cup, but Andy Dalton, I don't, everybody's talking about how he's probably an issue, but, and, and there's always, always like, you know, news articles regarding when Jameis will be back in the lineup. I think he's done pretty well to like keep Jameis out of the lineup. So they're interesting when he's playing well on offense. Obviously every now and then he has like this weird pick in him, but you could say the same thing about Jimmy G on the other side. And then Jimmy G has like a game like he did last week in Mexico City where he just throws four touchdown passes, um, two of them over 30 yards to George Kittle. So it, it, this game is just interesting quarterbacks. Um, I think the 49ers have to win if, you know, they're the sort of, especially with the Seahawks coming back and playing this week, if they have to like, you know, s- stay head first in, in the NFC West. Um, I think they will win. Uh, I was looking at the line. I think it was at nine and a half, which I was like, ooh, I don't know what Saints team's going to show up. But I think this is an interesting game for sure. Yeah, I like it. I think it'll be a good game to watch. Um, I think it's going to be low-scoring game. I almost took this game as my under. Um, yeah. But again, with I like with the 49ers, I guess, more than anything, like they could explode for a bunch of points and you don't really know what's going to happen. Um. I think that the 49ers are going to pretty easily win this game, but that nine and a half spread is a lot. And I don't know that I like them to cover that. So I'm just, I'm not touching this game from a betting perspective. Right. This could either be like 49ers by three scores or like by two points. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Mitch, your game of the week. All right. Well, looking through the slate, I think the most interesting game to me is the Bengals Titans. Uh, we talked about it a lot earlier, so I'm going to go in a different direction for other reasons and say the Falcons against the Commanders. Um, I know this might not seem like the most interesting eye-popping slate, but I think looking towards the future and the quarterback situation for each team, is uh, Taylor Heineke going to really kind of cement his role as that starting quarterback You know, going into you know, next season um, and possibly beyond? And then with the Falcons, when are they going to finally bench Marcus Mariota and put Ritter in the game? It's got to be only a matter of time. So I'm just going to be in the edge of my seat waiting for that to happen the whole game. Yeah, I agree. I think I think I agree. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, but again, as Cincinnati guys, I just want to see what Ritter can do. Because, I mean, we were there for Ritter's first season at Cincinnati. He didn't like he looked good but not nfl caliber and now like who knows like give him a shot see what he can do so um yeah as the Falcons, it can't be any worse than what you got right now like it's not like you're challenging for the playoffs or anything like who really cares but but that's that's the problem is that they kind of are the the buccaneers are only a game ahead of them uh yeah but two games are they a game or two games either way um it feels like a lot like more. They, th- yeah, they realistically have a shot. I don't think they're going to win it, but they have a chance. And, like, they're performing better than people expected, and therefore, like, you got to stick with Mariota for now. But, like, obviously Ritter's your quarterback of the future, so why not give him a shot? So, it, especially with, like, Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts and, like, I don't know. I, I just don't see why you don't give him a shot. Anyway... Uh, that's a biased opinion. Good game to watch. It'll be fun to watch. Um, I was also going to go with Bengals Titans as my game of the week, but again, we talked about it a lot. The game I'm actually really interested in is Chargers Cardinals. 
Um, because both of those teams have underperformed this season for a couple different reasons, but both teams still have kind of a chance at the playoffs. Like they're out of the picture right now, but if they go on a hot streak, who knows? Both teams have great weapons. So I think it's realistic for either of those teams to make the playoffs. But whoever loses this week, I really do think is like out, done. So like both of these teams had really high hopes coming into the season. Both of the teams have underperformed and and we'll see what each team has. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to win. They're my pick, but uh, Kyler Murray, I think, is back from uh, playing too much Call of Duty. I mean, being injured. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the game goes. Yeah, Darius, one of our previous episodes was like, who's the better Justin? And this is this is I think this is the game that the Chargers have to, like, take control of because the Cardinals are not good. Um they just lost by four scores against the 49ers. And I agree with you. I think the Chargers should win. This is a game where Justin Herbert should get back on track. Keenan Allen is back. Austin Eckler has been decent the whole season. And yeah, Kyler Murray, you know, I don't know if this weekend's a double XP weekend, but <laughs> I mean, he should be back. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it. Cool. If the Cardinals win that game, both teams will be under 500. Oof. Which is insane because both teams were like coming into the season, not necessarily by us. I mean, the Chargers by me, but not as not the Cardinals, but like by a lot of people, both teams were like locks to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, a lot of people had the Chargers as a, a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, and it's at the moment neither team is looking to even make the playoffs. So I think that's going to be an interesting game. Um, any other notes on the Week Twelve slate, guys? Uh, well, just the, the Sunday night game is going to be interesting as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers with that broken thumb. Um, we'll yeah. see, we'll see what, what kind of press conference he has after they lose in Philly. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, after last week in primetime, the, the Packers gave it a fight. You know, Darius, you had a uh, Christian Watson on your fantasy team and, and he, yeah, I haven't, de- I haven't decided if I'm playing him this week or not. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably going to be a lot more difficult. He he probably be like up with uh, Darius Slay this week, I think. So yeah, that's that's going to be a tougher matchup. But um, and and the Titans secondary is not that good. But I, I yeah, I don't know. I think I think this the Eagles are going to win. But this is this is a sort of litmus test for the Packers. So I think that's also like an interesting game to look out for. Yeah, I just I like the the Eagles minus six and a half. They're at home. They've had two disappointing weeks in a row. Um, granted, only one loss, but still two disappointing weeks. Like, they've got to get right now. Their defense is good, um, especially against Aaron Rodgers with a broken thumb, which we know we've, we, he's had for a while. But still, the receiving threats are not fantastic. The Packers' defense is, is mediocre at best. And so... Uh, the Eagles need to get back on track. So I, I think they're going to, I think they'll win by more than a score. It's not going to be one of my initial bets that I put down this week, but uh, if the betting prior to that game goes, okay, I am definitely going to be on the Eagles. Yeah. Love it. Great. Well guys, uh, thanks for recording. I know it's Thanksgiving. I know everybody's with their families. 
appreciate you taking time away listeners thanks for dealing with our uh i don't know whatever's happened the past week or two with technical difficulties and and holidays and stuff like that we'll be back on track next week we really appreciate you uh we wish you all the best in your week 12 betting endeavors we are the dgen football podcast and we will see you next week Thank you.